0: Stoic Path. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the pain point that we've all gone through at some point, trying to get rid of your ego. Trying to get rid of your ego is something that a lot of spiritual teachers have talked about for a very long time. In this episode, we're going to be discussing not how to get rid of your ego, but how to avoid the trap of what is called spiritual egotism. Because most of the time, this idea of getting rid of your ego is with the intention that this will somehow make you more spiritual. And this couldn't be further from the truth. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing exactly why. Have you ever been told that your ego is your enemy or been accused by someone else that maybe you have too much of an ego? As we were saying before, there are many spiritual teachers through the years and throughout history, as well as influencers today who claim to be very spiritual online. They talk about how they have removed their ego or they have gotten rid of their ego or that their method claims that it will help you to get rid of your ego. And they use this to validate the efficacy of their teachings as well as their own significance in the perception of others. Now, this is something that brings up this concept of spiritual egotism, which is an attempt to use what is of a higher nature to fulfill the desires of that of a lower nature or of the self-interested parts of you. In other words, the parts of you that are over-invested in the concept of the ego and how you are perceived by the people around you. This is to think that you're somehow more spiritual or awakened than the other person because of what you practice spiritually speaking. And this is in itself self-diminishing as anything spiritual because if something is quote-unquote spiritual, it is not focused on the individual interests or the ego If something is truly spiritual, it wastes no time talking about how spiritual it is or that is superior to someone else's practice or form of spiritual teachings. So what we want to remember about the ego is that the ego is important and necessary in order to have an individual experience. You couldn't say, I've gotten rid of my ego without an ego. The word I would be a meaningless concept without the ego. The ego or I is merely measuring your individual conscious experience. It is about as real as the equator is to the Earth. Now, the equator is real in the sense of having a way to divide the hemispheres of the Earth and something that we all agree on via social institution, but it doesn't physically exist as a line that we can see if you went to that part of the world. It's not like you would go to where the equator is and see this line that's spanning across the sky or the ground. The equator itself is a social idea that we have all agreed upon as a way of measuring the different hemispheres of the earth, where one begins and where the other one ends. But it, again, doesn't physically exist. It's not like we can see it if we were there in person. Now, just because it is a social institution does not make it wrong or invalid or not real. It's still something very real, but we need to understand it for what it is. The ego is the same in the sense that it is a word it is a symbol that describes the individual experience that describes the interests of the individual experience but it's not the individual experience itself we want to remember that when operating the ego or having too much ego it simply means that you are overinvested in the measuring device or the sim- or the symbolism of the individual experience rather than the experience itself as a whole This is similar to mistaking the dinner menu for the nourishment of the food that you're eating. You cannot eat the menu. You can't eat the words on a menu item and feel nourished or satiated. Or this is the same as mistaking money for wealth. Money is simply a method of accounting wealth. It is a measuring device for wealth, but it is not all-encompassing of the experience of wealth. And so we want to remember the ego, like we've described is merely a symbol. It's a measuring device for the individual experience, but is not the individual experience itself. And trying to get rid of the measuring device, thinking that you are somehow doing something righteous, only serves to strengthen the ego itself. It is like Alan Watts said when he discussed trying to get rid of your ego. Repeated efforts to be one-up on the universe may eventually reveal their futility. Don't try and get rid of the ego sensation. Take it, so long as it lasts, as a feature or play of the total process. Like a cloud or wave, or like feeling warm or cold, or anything else that happens of itself, getting rid of one's ego is the last resort of invincible egoism. It simply confirms and strengthens the reality of the feeling. But when this feeling of separateness is approached and accepted like any other sensation, it evaporates like the mirage that it is. This is why I am not overly enthusiastic about the various spiritual exercises in meditation or yoga, which some consider essential for release from the ego. For when practiced in order to get some kind of spiritual illumination or awakening, They strengthen the fallacy that the ego can toss itself away by a tug on its own bootstraps. Alan Watts. So there's a lot here. But specifically in saying that those who tell you the ego is the enemy or that you need to get rid of your ego are basically speaking as irrationally as saying you need to get rid of your sense of smell. That doesn't make any sense. The ego is part of the experience. The ego is what gives you a human experience. It is how you know that you are listening to this podcast episode right now and not your brother or your mother or your sister. It is how that when you take a drink of water, you know to bring it up to your own mouth to take the sip of water rather than bring the glass of water up to the person next to you's mouth. It wouldn't make any sense. So we need the ego in order to have an individual experience, in order to know the difference between our individual path and the path of another person. Efforts to get rid of the ego only serve to strengthen the experience of the ego. Focus instead on being present and investing your focus into your experience in the here and now rather than the measuring device of your individual experience. Remember, it is a concept. It is a symbol. It is a social institution that we agree upon But at the end of the day, it is not the experience itself. The ego is a sensation that is part of the whole process. The biggest ego trip is getting rid of your ego. And of course, the joke of it all is that your ego does not exist. Alan Watts. So remember, the ego is a measuring device or a symbolism of the individual experience. But it is not the individual experience itself. It's needed in order to perceive that sense of individuality. Keep this in mind. It exists in the sense that we agree on it and we use it as a symbol, but it is not inherent or automatic to our existence. What is, however, is the actual individual experience. The ego just points to it. It allows us to have it. So keep this in mind. Efforts to get rid of the ego only serve to strengthen the experience of the ego. Focus instead on being present and investing your focus into the experience of the here and now, rather than the measuring of your individual experience.